be moderate of your tone a little bit. I fight myself, I fight God, just tell me how many burdens left I fight pain and hurricanes, today I wept I'm trying to fight back tears, flood on my doorstep Life is living hell, puddles of blood in the street Shooters on top of the building, government aid ain't relief Earthquake, the body dropped, the ground breaks The poor run with smoke lungs and scar face Who need a hero? You need a hero, look in the mirror, there go your hero Who on the front lines, the ground zero? My heart don't skip a beat even when hard times pops the needle Mass destruction and mass corruption, the souls of suffering men Clutching on deaf ears again, rapture is coming It's all prophecy and if I gotta be sacrificed for the greater good Then that's what it gotta be All powers to oppressed people African power to an African people and black power It's your brother and host Yang and Krumah Coming to you again on another show. I'm trying something different, so I really hope you can hear me. Tell you what, if you're listening out there and you can hear me, I won't open up your mic, but press one. Let me know you can hear me. So there we go. All right, good. We're good to go. Got our people out here pressing one. Y'all popping up. Great, man. Listen, coming to you. Glad to be coming to you again on another Sunday, on the day that it's my Sunday to uh, just kick it with you, come to your living room. Thank you for inviting me into your life, especially at this pivotal time, especially at this pivotal time. We're talking about uh, after the elections. I'm calling this blog talk program the after party. It closed the 2020. I know we're about sick of everything. So let's bring this thing on to a wrap. You know, um, one of the things I'd like to really just point out and what I hope to see and y'all have to pardon me. I'm trying to experiment, too. I'm trying to go live and do this. Uh, but one of the things I hope to see, because I heard a lot of, excuse me again, I heard a lot of debate and a lot of the going back and forth. You know, should we vote, shouldn't we vote, the importance of doing or not doing so. And, man, it got heated. It got very passionate. Even if you ask me personally, sometimes I think it got insulting. I would like to believe us as black people, us as African melanated people here in America move past or have risen to the point where we can move past personal insults and our disagreements. But nonetheless, it went there with it. 
But now here's my thing. All of that is over. What are our plans for those people that participated in the whole political process in the voting thing? You know, and I hope there again, and I'm not going to go rehash or reiterating our position as revolutionaries or opposition, uh, our ideology or our philosophy on the whole system and, and how we get on with it. I think if you go back and listen to our radio programs and enough of my personal lives, you'll see what position we take. But those people who have participated in that, I'd like to know what you expect. What is the outcome? What, you, what you're expecting? I think that that's first. You know, I think that all of us should be goal-oriented. We should have objectives. And uh, we should respect one another's rights, dreams, passions, inspirations, or whatever that they're working for. And I'd like to hear them. And then after hearing them, i like to know what you're willing to do to bring them to fruition what you're willing to do to manifest these very things that you were hoping for with your participation in the political process. I'm not knocking the participation. Here's where I find it becomes very tricky, and this is why I call it the after party, especially pertaining to us. And it's a thing called consistency, continuity, the ability to stick with that thing and to follow it through and to really make sure that uh, what we were trying to achieve is really being, you know, we're going towards that, that we're not just go along to get along. Peace. That we're not just going along to get along. You know what I'm saying? That we're really trying to actively and realistically achieve these objectives that our participation, and I'm asking those people who participated in the voting uh, process, what their participation was really trying to achieve, are we following through? And a lot of times this is important because we suffer from a social trauma. We suffer from, we are constantly bombarded with the harsh realities of being melanated people, being black people here in America, that, uh, you know, man, to be consistent on something more than a couple years feels like a decade. You know, when it doesn't, when it no longer garnishes media attention, when it no longer is at the forefront, when this European, when it's colonized, no longer says that it's significant enough to warrant some type of mention or to be put out there, then we tend to go along with, someone told me one time this trending thing, you know, we tend to go along with the trend. And when it's forgotten about in mass media, or placed out there like that, we tend to forget about it. And it's social trauma. I don't know if it's a coping device. I don't know if it's something that we've psychologically developed through the time to help us to deal with the everything we go to in such a rapid succession, just all at once dumped on us, but it does exist. I was having a conversation earlier, and we were talking about, you know, um, Emmett Till was talking about my son coming down, spending time with my 14-year-old coming down to South Georgia, where I was from Chicago. And he was doing some social cultural no-nos. I ain't going to put you out there like that, Abdul Razak. Daddy love you. But he was doing some social cultural no-nos down in South Georgia, which would have been maybe a little more uh, acceptable where he was. But it was very reminiscent 
what could have happened from it was some very Emmett Tillish type of stuff. And, you know, this is modern day and time, and his father being with B, it's going to be a little bit more than so you tear we'll burn the city down, you dig? With that being said, I, you know, um, see, I lost my thought. I got so caught up just in the foolishness here I got caught up in. But, you know, with, with, with all of that being said, we have to have, I'll go back to what I know I was talking about, those social, those goals and objectives, aims, and oh, social trauma and how fast stuff comes to us. So I was talking about Emmett Till and how Emmett Tillish it was. And, you know, when you go to talking about it, we'll talk like it was thousands of years ago. We'll talk about these traumas like they're, you know, a part of kinetic history. And we're only talking 60 or 70 years ago. Our grandparents, we have people walking today that still remembers the horrors, the physical horrors visited upon us as a people for no other reason than who we are not self-initiated, not any way we were trying to bring this to or we would deserve it, well, bring this attention, nor were we deserving of the behavior visited upon us by savages. Nonetheless, it happened. And we still have people that walk around and remember that trauma. You know what I'm saying? It's very real. So when these things happen to us back to back, I don't know if we tend to put a distance between them so that it's easy, it's easier to adjust. I don't know. We'd have to talk to a psych, psychiatrist, psychologist, and all those good people that deal with that. What I do know is I would hate for this to be a repeat of what I've constantly seen in our people. Our interests, our overabundance of interest in the whole political process, to vote or not to vote is the question. That type of thing. And then after the nation stops putting such a large emphasis on it, we stop addressing it, we stop being realistic about how it affects or doesn't affect our community and what role uh, we play as melanated black people in the whole scheme of this construct called America. Um, so that's my second point. That's my second point. My first point was, people who did participate in the process, what do you expect to achieve? And what are you willing to sacrifice or how hard are you willing to go to be vigilant enough, consistent enough, have the perseverance and the stick-to-itiveness to really ensure that what you're trying to accomplish or what you wanted to uh, achieve is at least your energies and what you put into it is going in that direction. I also challenge, no, then let me say this part for the people who didn't participate, who thought that it wasn't uh, worthy enough, you know, to, you know, voting doesn't matter, it doesn't, and listen, I know the whole thing, I share a lot of those sentiments. Those that know me know exactly how I feel about this whole participation in the political process. And I'll get into that a little bit later. Why me more so than a lot of y'all screaming don't vote? Why me more so? Why I really adhere to a revolutionary ideology, knowing that that, that complete change of the system is really the only way for us to find uh, black people to be able to reach, I personally believe, the highest, fullest potential of human capability. Uh, so... With that being said, listen, you said don't vote. 
your vote don't matter, it doesn't count, all of this type of stuff. Now it's over with. The debates are done. We have, because I'm one of those people that don't believe in doing anything, we have four years, brothers and sisters, we have four years to come up with an alternative or to show why not voting, why not participating in that particular function or faction of a government process can be used as a revolutionary step or is advantageous or at least move us, moving us in some direction of independent self-determination and freedom. We have four years to come up with a plan. The next four years can't be spent beating our chests like gorillas and, hey, don't vote and name calling and just real messy little, little, little childish stuff that the civilized man and woman should have just naturally evolved above all the, per oh my goodness, very soap operish. It's disgusting. But we have four years to uh, come up with an alternative, with a yin to the yang of not voting. We have four years. We have four years to, at the very least, or in the conjunction of, in correlation with, we have four years to show why our lack of participating in that form of political process can be used as a strategic or a tactic, some type of strategic measure or a tactic for our freedom. But it can't just be hands off, don't participate. It can't just be sit in the corner and you don't have any answers. So we got four years. That debate is done. We went back and forth. You know, uh, to me personally, a lot of spent energy, but that debate is done. We have four years. Lastly, and we're going to go to the phone lines. I hope, you know, this is, has been, people have asked me, well, you know, Yanga, uh, you, you're telling people if they don't vote, they're not having a voice. You feel as if, my opinion, of course, you feel as if it's just sitting around not doing anything because no alternative has been pr presented. No one has shown me where... Uh, what not voting has produced. No one has shown me what not voting has produced. Therefore, it is counterproductive. At the very least, it is stagnation. They ask me, well, brother, what has voting produced? Bingo. Here's my point. At the very least, on the weakest watery level of the scale of what voting has produced, it has brought about conversation in the black community. It never fails every four years. At the very least, this whole debate and discussion brings about a political conversation in the black community, therefore bringing about an opportunity for those of us that are revolutionary to bring about not just political, we're not just take advantage of the political awareness or the heightened climate, the heightened senses of black people to their political climate. Real revolutionaries use this as an opportunity to teach. One thing I can appreciate about the brothers that were offering that debate of not voting and not participating and all of those things is they did offer an opportunity for us to teach in those exchanges. A lot of people had no idea what an electoral college was, how it worked and, you know, the whole procedure thing. So it, 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 it offered that. So I say this is what the whole, you know, you go, well, what did voting bring? It brought us an opportunity to take advantage of the political awareness or the heightened political senses 
of uh, 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 black people's surroundings. You know, people say, well, I like a racist to be in my face to learn. Okay, Trump played his part. He didn't, I, he didn't have to win for a, I don't have to see Negroes hang from trees to know our condition is very real. I, I question some of the, you know, some of the logic our people were using to vote for Trump and rally for Trump. Hey, but, you know, I know a devil is a devil, whoever you get. That wasn't my argument. I wasn't trying to make one an angel, one a devil, one lesser of two evils. That wasn't the argument. My thing was, if you don't participate, you must be stagnated. If, if no one is told, if they only told you don't vote, and haven't said don't vote because, you know, don't vote because our lack of participation will bring awareness to this issue, or don't vote because we have this alternative. I just heard don't vote. And uh, revolution is progression. And I think that anything that tells you to lay still and not move should be questioned. It just should be questioned. So that's that. So I said in that what I hope uh, that, that I'm proven very wrong. And then what I'm hoping that I'm proved wrong in is that we don't, we're not a people of drama. What do you mean by that, Brother Yanger? I mean, we're not a people who we're motivated by drama. Since there was a debate, since there was an issue, since it was hot topics, it's Trump and Biden, and since it gave us an opportunity to do research and to be the first to pull up little hidden facts and little jewels and nuggets and tidbits of dirt. I mean, we really got TMZ-ish. I, I didn't want to say about. I let everyone have their moment, but now that it's Christmas morning, the elections is over, I can really speak my mind. We really got very TMZ-ish, you know, very sensational. But now that that's over, I want to see, I would hope that I see, but I please, someone prove me wrong. But as long as I've participated, I've seen the same pattern, as long as i participated in our fight for freedom and self-determination independence, especially from a political standpoint, I've seen the same pattern. And the pattern is this, that after the colonizing oppressor ceases to pay attention to the political issues, we cease to teach in our communities. We're done too. When the lights go down and the cameras close, we're done teaching too. We were so vehement and adamant about either participating or not participating. And then when it's curtains, it's Curtis Falls. Listen, let's go to the phone lines, man. I'm sitting here. I'm running my mouth. Boom. Let's hit this first line. 469-5536. Your mic is open. Hey, peace, brother. Peace, peace. Hey, this this is uh, Brother Drew X uh, with the Black Militia Nation, uh, uh, former one of uh, Robert Williams' students uh, out of Dallas, Texas. We're just calling in, man, to participate. Uh, good topic tonight and. uh I just want to put my spin on it, man. You know, we don't. If we're gonna vote, we have have a reason why we voting. Just not voting to vote. We have to have a, what we're gonna get out of this vote for. You know, and if anybody mm-hmm. know if we if we ask what is the agenda of Joe Biden, you know, none of these brothers and sisters who go out and vote, they don't ask the agenda. They see someone look black. Oh, I'm voting for that person. But what's the agenda? Do that, you know, people know in the first 100 days they don't even mention us in their agenda. We're not even in their agenda. They'll be out right. 100 days before they even mention blacks. But blacks the one put them in office. See, we still fall, yeah. fall for the same trick. We uh, we still fall for the same political trick. Uh, uh, they, they they know how to manipulate us through psychology and all the other uh, ways they've been studying mm-hmm. us. Show them a black face, we'll get the black votes. 
But what's the every, agenda? Every time. 90% of the black folk. Oh, yes, sir. I bet you 90% of the black folks can't even tell what the agenda is. For the, what, what's their agenda? And, and mm-hmm. their agenda, when they get through seeing what they're going to bring to them, when they're going to open up the borders for uh, Mexico, when they're going to open up business for Mexicans, you wonder, what the hell? What's mm-hmm. going on? Why you letting mm-hmm. them all back over here? Well, you know, we already suffering. You got COVID. You got this. But you're going to yep. find out what the real agenda is. And you put it in yeah. So, you know, we we going to say vote or no vote. But what we will say, if you vote, you better know what you're getting out of it. Absolutely. And, 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 Brother Drew, hold that line real quick. Let me send a shout-out because I'm doing this experiment. I'm going live. If you're checking me out on live and you just missed out on a great question, you can hear it on the blog talk, 323. 323- Eight seven zero four one nine one. Run it past you again. Three two three eight seven zero four one nine one. Check us out on Blog Talk as if you're checking us out online, brother X man. I think those are great questions, you know, um, and and statements. You know, now though I'm gonna yes, be sir. honest, the election's over. It's a done data. I think those were great points in, in, in the beginning, but now the election's over. We have to look at the process of moving forward from here. You're absolutely right. A lot of us don't know the agenda. A lot of us don't know the whole process. We were rallied and heard it like cattle through fear tactics. But now that the election is over, here's where we have to be progressive as revolutionaries. We have to make sure we don't wait another four years right before elections to begin to try to educate our people. We tried to uh, clump down their throat hundreds of years of civic lessons, the branches of government, this and that, in two, three months. You know what I'm saying? And that's not, you know, that's not practical. So since I said since we waited so long, I think it only makes sense that we, because not participating we know absolutely produces nothing. Not participating absolutely produces nothing. No one has shown me what it produces. So therefore, by revolutionary science, if it doesn't produce, it must be what? Counterproductive. It's revolutionary science. I know how we personally feel. I've told our brothers and sisters, hey, brothers and sisters, I share the same personal sentiment. I understand personally. It's frustrating to watch people spend all this energy, especially when it looks like they have a glimmer of hope in their eyes. You're like, you idiots. But what is, what does it uh, uh, serve us to take that hope, to take that form of participation in some way? Because we haven't provided a form for them to participate in their voice in a democracy where they feel like they're represented, in a place where they feel like their grievances can be heard. So we say, don't vote. And then they come up and build a liquor store instead of a playground in the neighborhood. And they run to us. Man, they build a liquor store in the neighborhood, and we're running, we're protesting and picking all the while they bulldozing. And all we had to do was elect Alderman James. Good old Brother James from the neighborhood. Good old Brother James. You see, so it's just sometimes... Even that is just common sense politics. And if none of that works, at the very least, I will reiterate my point, stick to it. At the very least, as revolutionaries, we would have taken advantage of the climate, of the heightened political climate to bring information 
So that's at the very least. So since the vote is over, though, I encourage you, like I said, and, and, and I know if you was with Brother War, you know, one of his students, boy, you, you down with the get down. But I would encourage us that say don't participate in the political education for a political process to that degree. Uh, we have four years to offer an alternative. You feel me? We have four yeah. years. Yes, sir. To, I like to come that. up with I like that. that. You know. Yes, sir. I you like know. that. You know, we can get busy on uh, on uh, coming up with you know our agenda. Like uh, you know, I'm not sure what Ice Cube and uh, P Diddy plans were, but we it's time mm-hmm. to put one together. Uh, uh, maybe we should create our own party and uh, push our own agenda. You know, just if we don't get far, we still have that platform to uh, to speak. Maybe we, we should have a militant uh, party that way we can uh, get in we, there and we, speak. Yeah, maybe we should have a militant party and go to Ice Cube and P. Diddy. We don't have to recreate the wheel. Yes. We say, hey, where we at in this, homie? Ice Cube, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. Where yeah. we at in that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got to recreate the wheel. You sent you writing shit. Where we at? You know what I'm saying? And it's, you yes, know. Sir. Yes, sir. So that's that's what we do. We put pressure on those, on our, inter, in, on our intelligentsia. We put Ice Cube has the money he financed. I'm sure he himself didn't come down and compile it. I'm sure he had lawyers and theorists and people to work with it, but he masterminded because he was the financier, but he's a homie. You got the money, build you a round table. Ice Cube, you to talk to. You know, but we have to make ourselves available and we have to be realistic enough to be heard. You're talking about people that are putting millions and billions of dollars, but they ain't got no time for no man, they ain't got time for foolishness. You know, we can't go, okay, Ice Cube, you need to fund all of us and get us rocket launchers. And we gonna run into you know, this man is a, a director, he makes movies, he's in the tax you see what I'm saying? It has to be very practical and realistic. Addressing yes, what we have is what I call the struggling middle class. We have to look at our historical material dialectics, our nature and ties to this nation, and be realistic in our solution. Brother Drew, I'm going to put you back on what you would call it so I can go to these lines. Man, stay close. If you want to come back in, please come back in, dude. This is what the show is all about. This is what makes the conversation. And I appreciate that input from the brother. Let's go to H um H six four seven two forty four, your mic's high. Peace, peace and power, black power this is what I need. What's going on? What's going on, brother? Nothing much, man. Nothing much, man. Great topic. Uh you know, again, you know, I'm calling, of course, my views are definitely my views, not a reflection of of your your great show, but uh, you know, man, I have to definitely disagree. Uh, yes, sir. Um, you know, even even when we're talking about always doing something is revolutionary. Sometimes, you know, we can the things that we would think that are getting us out of hole, it'll only further embed us in the hole. You mm. understand? Uh, mm. There've been times we're looking at energy and looking at momentum. Uh, sometimes you've gone the wrong way, and rather than you being consistent and continuing to go the wrong way, you might need to just stop. And cease, and that act right there in itself is very revolutionary. You understand? Even when Indeed. we're looking at our, our our economic power, our economic power, and comparing that again to the vote, because if I 
we're one, and I could uh, prefer all of our people coming together to solidify a concentrated thought on on or in or around the dollar versus on or around the the the, the ballot. I would say that the the dollar would mean more. You understand? Mm-hmm. If, if if it mm-hmm. were things that because a lot of our people had, we did go out and vote, right? You understand? Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking just like the last brother was saying. Voting just is, isn't it. You understand? You can't just say, well, hey, I'm going to go vote for Boo Boo the dog. You understand? Or you're, you're voting in not in the interest that benefits you. Or the person in which you're voting for, you are not even concerned how they're trying to benefit you. And that's the reality. That is why we, that, that's why I say, hey, we need to stop voting. You understand? Because but our people are so frail. I don't know, and brother. And so ignorant. Yeah, I'm a disagree. I I understand, but right now, even when it relates to, because I I really didn't realize that even under Donald Trump, right? Yeah. That so many uh, that there have been a lot of political prisoners, right? Regardless, yeah. I, I know it's all all of them crackers of the same system, blue or red, right? But that's something that was done under Donald Trump. The majority of our people could care less. Majority of people that look like me and you, they could care less about that shit. But then at yeah. the same time, we're all up in in arms and we want to go vote for damn Biden. But for what? Because you know when you mm. open in the door and you and now we have elected this this clown. You understand? We know our families are going to be under attack. I remember what Barack Obama looked like. But, what he brother, did let me. What his main? Yeah, let me ask this though. Because I, I think you're addressing a couple questions. One, you can't fear. Here's why I say voting. I don't think, and I'm going to go back to this, and I hope we don't touch it. Nobody in my party believes that voting is the solution. We're not reformers. What I do, I, you made a great point. Sometimes not doing anything can be the most revolutionary thing. But not voting wasn't presented as one of those, as such, as one of those such times. And I think that we make the mistake when we come on here and say, well, Biden did this, Trump's doing this. We make the mistake of thinking that we're monolithic people. We make the mistake that pe- make the mistake to think that people didn't vote for Biden know what they were voting for. Everybody's not in our same tax bracket. Everybody's not in our same community. Everybody. So, you know, like I know some people. In fact, I share a little bit. My family in Kentucky are very Republican. I don't know if they voted for Trump, but they fall in that tax bracket that some of the things that the Democratic Party have known historically and traditionally to favor hurts them. They are what you call, we call well-to-do people. Some of y'all would call them Uncle Tom, not based on their political uh, ideology, but just based on their economic class, because that's how politically backwards we are. We don't understand those people that voted for Biden, we're going to need. Guess what? Those people that voted for Trump, we're going to need. If we know why they did it. And if they disagree with us, we can't necessarily always say that is fear mongering. Go ahead, brother. But see, I agree with what you're saying, but I'm but what I'm thinking and and this going back to what the brother is saying. Like only until the day that the majority of our people can put down white Jesus. You understand? This is just a reality. We, we even in politics, it's going to be something Bruh, that's represented. It's I'm going to so disagree. 
I mean, I agree. Huh? But I, I agree. I'm just, I'm just saying, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm just saying it sounds good in theory. Just like I've heard people say just pray about I, it, right, for a long time, up, in, yeah. up until 2020, right? But, but I've never had white Jesus in my life. Most, I, I've I, never I, had white Jesus. I grew up a Muslim. I'm, that's what, but brother, we are I not mean, a monolithic people. But the majority we're of not a mind. I that's I think that that's cultural nationalism. I agree with it to a degree, but I think if we start with removing, because you can remove white Jesus for the black Jesus. If you still in your mind take the embodiment of what they tell you Jesus means to me, if you still into suffering, if you still into turning another cheek, I would start there. But then you know what that that goes into debating over religion and theology. The reality and beliefs. The reality, though, is the reality of it. When that police shoots you, he never been in your house to see if you had a white Jesus on your wall. Not one time has he been to see if you've been to church, if you've been naughty or nice. He sees a black melanated person. So I do believe that's a part of the process, but I I, I don't necessarily believe that that, you know, if everyone starts in that thing. I think it goes back to what the brother just said, and I think the majority of us having this conversation would be honest and saying that the majority of people going out and voting, they don't know what represents their best interest. You understand? A lot of times we don't even know who we are that we're bringing the best interest to is the reality. Mm-hmm. And all I'm saying, even when we're voting, if we as black people are not thinking nationally, and I'm talking about as it relates to us being a nation, if you if in in the majority, the majority of us are voting, we're going to the voting polls voting like the homosexuals. You understand? So therefore, we, we're not voting in the best interest. It, of, absolutely, you know what the, I'm saying. You, I would agree. Here's one of the reasons, though. I think we aren't. This is why I encourage participation in the political process. How do you vote as a nation when you don't know what the demographic of that nation is? Who's rep? We're the nation. But we're people of different religions. Who's speaking for these people and that people? And yes, even yes, those even black homosexuals, if or not, have we decided that they have a place or don't have a place in the nation? See, for us to really say nation, we would have to hammer some shit out. So we can't say go vote in the best interest of the nation when there has been no clear cut. That hadn't been defined. They had the, and, and not even nation-defined. I don't even say defined. I would say even a clear-cut direction because people voting, they do believe they're acting in the best interest of black people. That's why they're voting. They're not giving shit out at the polls, brother. That's why I be saying it's not like they're paying those people to go. Those people are motivated and inspired from the thought of participating in some vehicle or something that they think gives them a say or a participation in their own life. When we say don't do nothing, what are we saying? How do they address their grievances then? You know what I'm saying? If they if they raise lunches at my child's school, yo, who I talk to? And that's a very real reality. See, that's what I mean. We're not all. When some of people have different realities, and they're voting to address that because we have failed to produce alternatives to address those realities. We don't have a breakfast program for the babies. If they raise your lunches, if they raise your baby lunches, school, we got them. We'll feed them. We don't have that. But we'll tell them, 
don't 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 vote for a school superintendent. You know, we yell and fuss at the school when they whitewash slavery in the child's book. But we don't go to the school board participate in voting on that to run the curriculum. We got our, we love our dogs, pit bulls. You get a pit bull, you love your pit bull. The county come and slap your fine because they're scared of your pit bull. Why? Because you didn't run nobody for county dog commissioner. I mean, it really is direct things. I think one of the things happens to us is I think we, um, I think we, we uh, go. You, you know, we get caught in the sensationalism. And what I mean by that is we act like the only thing on the polls is Trump and Biden. Man, they was on there asking, did they want to raise your water? Do, do you want a sidewalk? You know what I'm saying? I mean, we snooze on it because of sensationalism. I could care less about any of that. What I do care, though, is about the condition and quality of life in my immediate area, and I would do everything to change it. If I got to go, see, I'm from the era where we turn on the hydrants on a hot day. So if I go to that extent of civil disobedience or uh, misdemeanor criminality, misdemeanor, is that a word, misdemeanor crime for the babies, then the very least I could do is go try to put a check by a box for a brother or sister that says, I'll open up the swimming pools in your neighborhood. That's all I'm saying. But, but, but my, but my yeah. thing is, even when you're, even when you're voting, to, 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 to validate your vote, should you or should you not be concerned about grouping yourself with other people or other folks that have the same interests as you or wondering, hey, if there are another group of people that are feeling or, or if you are the only one that are feeling. Like, cause there are a lot of people, black people, that might be voting for black interests in an area that is majorly uh, 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 populated mainly with white folks. You understand it? Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, you, you nigga, you just gonna have to move your ass to the other side. Yeah, at the end of the day, it, it, he will want to. and we're talking about it's power in numbers. Like, are we being real? Well, are we I'm being real saying, about it? Any, any, any side of town where I'm from, I've saw yeah. the power, not the the same thing. The same intention that was put onto the uh, into the ballot, person to make this selection or be convicted in order to choose this person or vote for. I feel like it's it's it's, it's those of us that that should be doing this, like while we're going to church. Are we having these types of uh, because the the majority of people where I am they go to church. So even mm-hmm. if you on your side of town, if people are majority going to the mosque, are we having these concentrated conversations? So that when we do go vote for, you know, free lunches for the children, that everybody in this neighborhood is going to vote on the same. But if we're going I, to vote. I think they do that. I mean, in my, and that, that don't really make, because it's like me and you. Have I, I think they do that. And rather than us shooting at the same target, we're going to be we, shooting at separate targets. So I feel like and, that's, it's a grassroots process that should be constructed. Or it should be created in order to get black folk to engage, like the brother said, engage in seeing what black politics look like. What would us controlling our own political system look like? A lot of people, they just voting for either Biden or fucking Trump. And I say then, 
man, take that shit away, and y'all who need to you, go back. Who to do you? Who do you? What do you do? But see, brother, I, brother, it's no. And I'm gonna open up the brother's phone again in a minute, just brother, because I, I see the brother. So, brother, it, it, it's like, but so you're saying I understand that, and I feel your passion, but you're still mm-hmm. not presenting an alternative. You're saying they're voting for Biden or Trump, and they just vote when they vote for Biden or Trump. Most of those people are voting that best reflects their interests. They're voting what reflects their interests. They don't live on your side of town. They may live in a different tax bracket. Like you said, unfortunately, they may make enough money to live in, I don't say white folks' neighborhood, but a different tax bracket. Here's the truth. And black people, don't don't get mad at your brother because I love you. When we bring our wealth back to the hood, y'all niggas be targeting us. You kidnap our babies, you break into our houses, you steal our cars. So it's not a matter of running from the hood. Sometimes it's a matter of security. It's a matter of giving your child an opportunity to grow. You don't want them caught by, caught by a stray bullet. See, when we say they're moving out of the hood, are we policing the hood enough to draw like white folks do? See, white folks, they, I ain't going to say they smart. You know, they just know the laws of nature provide a conducive environment for growth. They provide an environment that businesses flourish in, low crime rates, pleasant scenery. We cry about what we don't have in our hood, but we don't do the work to produce the environment that is conducive to growth. So growth escapes our hood. They are able to steal our genius. They're able to get us out of that. So here's what voting does. Voting is the difference sometimes locally, between that park and that liquor store. It's, it's, it's bigger than the sensationalism of the presidency. Why we use that is just like, and, and brother, I have to use you as an example, how you keep going back to it because we know that the political senses are heightened. So we use that as an opportunity like you and I have in this conversation because Biden and Trump are just uh, their lights. It's an allure. It's a it's baked to get you to bite and to discuss politics. But the revolutionary begins to discuss the politics that are pertinent, relevant to the struggle. Those things that are realistic and will take effect. Your councilman, your what I've seen local politics work, and this is what we're saying with that. Then we're saying if you don't participate in the politics, which I agree. What is the alternative? There is nothing we can do here that isn't political. From cultural acceptance, they vote whether or not prayer is going to be in school, your curriculum, what you're going to do religiously, culturally, what's accepted. If you don't, you can't make any noise if you don't have a rattle. Nobody's saying look for the solution in that. We are so genius that we've always exploited their politics. Hell, we're the cause for the abolitionist movement. We did that movement. How do we do it? When they were writing their politics, when they succeeded from Britain and had their revolutionary war and stuff like that, we said, mm, that show is good, but it, whoo, mighty hypocritical though, boss. All man's ears. Huh. You see what I'm saying? And the likes of Frederick Douglasses and stuff like that, who we now have the luxury to talk about unashamedly, terrible how we some of the things I've heard mentioned about this honorable man, inspired 
the revolution, I mean, inspired the abolitionist movement, the Underground Railroad. The boy, I say he must have been a bad rapper. The boy was so bad in his rap, he calls John Harper, he, he inspired white boys, the crackers, to run on other crackers. <laughs> but I'm saying all this to say that no time do we have the luxury to not participate in our revolutionary struggle. No time. You know, I'm not, it's not, I'm not saying in there, let me reiterate, and I'm going to go to my phone lines. No one is, no one is saying that that is the be all. It's not reformist. What I'm saying is the revolutionary is action oriented. I love what the brother said. The brother said that sometimes making no move is the most revolutionary move, but it must be explained as a tactic. It must be explained as a tactic. If not, then it is just stagnation. And we have to be realistic about the condition or where we find our people politically, our understanding politically, and our participation realistically. And then to touch on a point, I like what the brother said. You know, um, the brother said, well, we have to move in the best interest of all the people in this. Yes, when that is clearly defined and we are moving as a collective. Right now, you know, to say that people participating in the political process the way they participate are ignorant is insulting. It's insulting. Well, they don't know what they vote for. They don't know that. Man, I know some of these people are accountants very professional people, to say that they're ignorant is far from the truth. But one of the reasons that they are voting and so adamant about their participation is because they understand how interwoven into this matrix we are, how interwoven into this construct known as America that they really are, how they're being taxed. Some of them have children in college. They have mortgages. They have land that they have to pay tax on. I was out, you know, hanging with my, my homie today, you know, in Atlanta, in the neighborhood right here between Bankhead and Simpson, Bankhead and Simpson Road, no longer known as Bankhead's Howell and Joseph Boone. They're changing the names. And they're gentrifying. And he and I, and he's been here, man, and he's taking over the house. That is people that had these families. He said, man, they raised my property taxes to run these families out of here. So brothers like this can't afford to sit back and not go to the city hall meetings, not go to the uh, uh, homeowners meetings, not to put in people who represent his best interests or at least are saying they have his best interests and to investigate them, to exercise every vehicle he has and how he votes he is voting in his interest. Now, what we do is we get so arrogant, and this is not shade on anybody. It's just real about our social, cultural, economic state. A lot, of, a lot of us don't have anything. A lot of us are not in real possession or ownership of anything, so we don't get the correlation. We don't get the connections. We don't see how imperative it is. We don't see the necessity of having a voice and a say in what goes on around you. Because if your old lady kick you out, it's a wrap. You'll go to your next old lady. And the unfortunate truth about that is you might seduce her and entice her not to participate 
in the very process that uh, determines how much aid she may get for some of them beautiful babies she has how much her rent may fluctuate to house those beautiful babies because you're so politically immature and irresponsible that you would tell someone, they're not saying my beautiful brother is on the phone with, but that we would advise someone to be stagnant. Like I said, not as a political action, not as a tactic of some type of forward advancement, but just out of sure disgust and hatred for the system and a miss, uh, I would say, a misnaming of these people who do participate in the political process by saying that they don't know what they're voting for. Are they the man? Come on, man. That's why they're doing it. It's crazy. Let's go back to my phone lines. Let's see if the brother's trying to get back on 469-5536. Your mic is high. All right. Did yeah. you want to? Okay, yes, sir. Good. Yeah, good topic, man. I, I enjoyed listening to both of your brothers. And, you know, I was thinking about what, what you had mentioned earlier. We might need to uh, create our own party or uh, go to Ice Cube yes, and, and, and ask them uh, what we fit in at it. Man, I, I think that's it. I think that's it, man. It was, it, it's been sticking with me since you said it. We need to uh, have a voice. And and I, and mm-hmm. I believe if black, that's that's what the problem is. We've been dictated to, you got Democrat or Republican. We haven't been given a choice. They, that's right. It's not a choice. That's they right. told you, Democrat yeah. or Republican. So our black mm-hmm. folks don't know that they can have, make make a choice. We don't know. We don't mm-hmm. know what we want. We want this. So or like the brother said, party. Yes. yes. Or like the brother said, not yes. participate at all. We have that choice, not to participate yes, at all. I don't never want yes, to take that off strategy. the board. As a revolutionary, yes, that should strategy. never be. Exactly. But you see what you're saying, brother? That's what I'm talking about, brother Drew X. It's, is it a strategy? Ain't nothing off the board as far as a strategy. You feel me? And right. that's all I'm saying. I think that we get too fatalistic. I think that in our understanding, you know, we have studied our books on revolution, but we, we, we're we transposing that so much that we're not allowing for our very real condition. You know, it's just not too uh, protagonist in this, just not a good guy and a bad guy in our struggle anymore. You know, this guy and that guy. The the inception of America is not like any other, a lot of land masses, a lot of those land in China, Cuba, this and that, they have a history, they have a people, it goes back. America is a hodgepodge, a melting of different cultures, different people. You know, uh, Kamala Harris is is a prime example of that. You know, she used the word black as long as it was advantageous. As soon as they won, right. they went straight to the Best Western and the Pat Tail fan. I no disrespect, no disrespect to the oh, Hindu community. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but she happened. she said she said, oh, oh, you mean that type of black? Oh, black like you guys? No, 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 no. I'm not that. No, no, no. I'm I'm black through legalities. See, this is why we have to get involved. Right. I'm black through the technical work. I'm black. I'm black enough just to get that scholarship for a black girl. See now, Keisha. Shaniqua is brilliant in the hood, but since Shaniqua is that black of African descent, black American, melanated here in America, that ain't the black they're looking for. They'll get one that fits right. the bill. Well, technically, you know, I guess she could be considered black. And right. she plays that role because we don't get involved and say, oh, 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 redefine all that. When, 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 when LBJ... After Kennedy died and LBJ signed in the Civil Rights Act and all that other bull stuff, 
know what I'm saying? It was specifically for those black people that was on the front lines, the Dr. Kings, the Jose Williams, the Abernathy's. Those bills were sound, signed in specifically for us. But our ancestors and predecessors did such a good job that we got comfortable. And everybody else comes over and takes advantage of it. The Hindus, the Arabs, all those minority bills that were specifically for the people who built this country. But since our ancestors did such a good job, we, did, we, we, we thought we had truly made it that we ceased to take advantage of those. So what I'm saying is why I know that the government is not or uh, social reform, political reform is not the answer for black people. I'm saying that the participation of it, I thank God for the Thurgood Marshalls. May not always agree with the process. I thank God for the Colin Powells. I thank God for the uh, uh, John Lewis's. I don't disagree. I don't agree with a lot of the political processes or any of that. But I thank God that out of this struggle will birth such people that they put some contribution towards the advancement of black people. May not agree what they did it, but they said the situation is so bad that I'm going to fight some kind of way, as opposed to people that say don't fight at all. It don't do nothing. That's like master hitting you on your back. And, and, and somebody telling me, ain't no point in even making a noise. He ain't going to stop hitting you. Just sit right there and take it. No, I'm going to, ah, ah, you know, that's all voting is. It ain't doing nothing. Right. You're not taking that ass beating silently. That's right, all I'm right. saying. Until you show me how I can get out of the chain and grab that whip from master, and like you telling me don't vote is like telling me don't take this ball. You got to don't make no noise when he hit me. What that do? Nothing. So I, but you saying I don't make no noise. No. So and you don't do nothing. No, man. I go back to hollering. Ah, you see, there's no alternative. And that's all I'm saying. And this is what makes when we talk about revolutionary advancement, when we talk about really advancing our people and appealing to that class of people, the struggling middle class, what I call them, the struggling middle class, when we appeal to those people and they see the seriousness in our revolution, they're going to put the intelligence and the finances behind our movement. The people are there to provide the, the inspiration, the motivation, and the disgruntlement. But the intelligentsia. And the financiers have to finance and help us to plan this thing. It can't be ran on promotion. But they cannot, they can't be excluded. What is the struggling middle class? I give a brief thing, what I'm calling struggle middle class. I'm calling those black people who know that they're interwoven and have found themselves interwoven in the system through whether will participation or just tossed into it. Some of it's willful participation because that's what we're taught you're supposed to do. You go to work, you get a job, you pay taxes, you get a wife, you get a kid, you get a house. This is what you do. So we participate that way because that's what it, we do. But at the same time, the historical dialectic comes in because we're not so far removed from black struggle. We're not the petty bourgeoisie that, or the bourgeoisie that say, I'm the ruling class. 
We know we will never be a part of the ruling class because we are black. But they are part of the middle class, struggling middle class, because they have been told that participating in the system. See, a lot of us didn't come into revolutionary understand too is grown. What we gotta do? Divorce our wives, move in a tent, quit our jobs, eat beanie weenies, eat vine sausage and crackers. Hey, your baby's looking crazy. What what are we supposed to do? We tell them don't do this, don't they just stop? No. And they don't want to not participate. Why? Because of the historical dialectic. They know they're black. They tied to that struggle. They see it. They ride past it in the hood. They holler at the homies. But we haven't provided their place in it. So a lot of times when they come and do work with us, they're downplaying their station of life, which makes them not as we're not getting maximum, maximum benefit because they have to downplay their station and the resources at their availability. So we're not utilizing them fully that way. Or they join a, even though they're militant and revolutionary, but because we don't address their station, they join a reformist group. They join the NAACP, Urban League. They join reformist group, and there go again to the revolutionary militant formations, resources, intelligentsia, because we haven't addressed that station. So no. We must address the bone thing. We must address those people who are placed in it. Like, look, I know it may not work or this and that, but what am I to do? And then lastly on that, we steadily screaming it don't work. We steadily screaming it don't work. And then they come back and say, hey, you know what? Trump ain't in office. At the end of the day, we can, <laughs> we can say what we want to say. They can come back and say, hey, but you know what? Trump ain't in office. So us telling them it doesn't work statistically, this and that, it's like Santa Claus, baby. The, to the gifts are here. Did you see Santa Claus? No. Did you see him come down to Trinity? No. You know, but like Seven will always say, the cookies are gone and the milk is drank. I didn't see nothing, but the cookies are gone and the milk is drank. Trump's out of office. So they're going to, that's going to, so now is the time to say, okay, it happened. This is where we at. Now we must start really building realistic, coming up with uh, realistic strategies and pro, and not just the strategies, but programs that will address the need, that particular need and allow us the opportunity to politically educate on that subject. See, this is what we fail to do, in my opinion. My mouth is close to my ears. We fail to do the science. You know, we, 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 like, I was feeling my brother, man. I was really feeling my brother, and I hope he come back on. I hope he didn't, you know, get offended by that, because I feel him. Um, but I'm just hard like that, because I'm a revolutionary. I don't want us to fall into what I feel like would be escapism. And sometimes saying we need to start with white Jesus, or we need to go back to Africa, this and that is, I agree with that, but starting there is, that's a, philosophical revolution. And no philosophical revolutions are needed. Philosophical revolutions don't produce immediate change. And we're in a time where we need strategies and tactics that start to provide some form of immediate release, relief. Whether it's like, <clears throat> you know, um, what some of Sister Makeda from our program is doing where they're uh, the Homeschool Collective, I don't know a lot about it. She would have to speak on it when the programs, but 
you know, we know that the children are on computers. A lot of the parents aren't equipped for that drastic social cultural change in our community. A lot of times in our community, the schools were the babysitters and the place that the babies get to eat. It was a relief for these already post-traumatic stressed out mothers. So that was a social cultural shift. The revolutionary should, you know, we weren't prepared for it, but at the same time, where have our revolutionary scientists, scientists to look at how we can alleviate some of the stress from that. And we have one for such people do it with the homeschool collective and begin to get these babies and help them, you know what I'm saying, be focused and directed and concentrated on their schooling. We know that one of the things that uh, us at the People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination, I like to say, I don't want to say predicted, you know, we didn't Nostradamus the thing, but we saw coming due to revolutionary science was the high, the influx of evac, uh, uh, evictions. You know what I'm saying? The, we knew that that was coming. We understood that COVID didn't provide uh, rent forgiveness. You know what I'm saying? It didn't absolve rent. It didn't do away with it. It just gave rent relief, so they just pushed it back. But by the time he was going to be two or three months in the rear, you feel me? And we had to be real about our situations, you know, like, you know, and Trump really tried a lot of people. I was upset that he thought that little of us, not with his rhetoric or anything, but he thought that people, enough black people didn't have enough going on in their lives that if he gave them a couple thousand dollars, they would vote for him. Like that was, there's people that actually have lives going on and a couple thousand dollars is McDonald's money if you got babies. It's a bill and this and that. If you ain't got nothing to do, yeah, that might be the latest PlayStation game. That might be some bud. That might be all of that. But if you got things to do, that couple, that that little bit of money be gone. So it wasn't enough of an incentive. That should have been insulting to us to think that our lives were so cheap that we would tolerate that type of rhetoric and, and sentiment and endorsing of uh, groups of people who have openly threatened our lives and you're endorsing that or you won't blatantly condemn it, man, please, there's not enough money in the world you can give me to like anything that you was about, even if you didn't mean it, and because it became dangerous. So I say that, but I'm, I'm like you, Drew Epps. You can't have blind allegiance to believe because I believe in, you know, uh, the right to, I'm a revolutionary, so I know you should bear your arms, but if you're going in the whole political system, the right to bear your arms. And, you know, sometimes Democrats are trying to get your rifles out of your hands, boys. Right. So we have to be independent and look for what's best for us as a people. But we have to make sure that we know, first of all, A, and I'm going to let you speak, brother. I'm just running through it. A, that we're not a monolithic people, that we are a people of every, we cover, we have a very diverse demographic. I, we, there's all type of religions, philosophies, everything that make us up as a people. So they say, well, how y'all gonna be a nation in? Because we unite on the same trauma and for the same goal, and that is the uh, point number one, ten point platform program. People, Black Panther Party, self determination. We want freedom. What is freedom? Those who heard me speak, heard me say before, freedom is the complete and total ability 
to evolve and reach the highest, fullest human potential without intentional uh, obstructions, obstacles placing our way from outside or, in, you know, from outside forces. We want to evolve naturally. Let us make our own mistakes. Don't be doing what you're doing, systematically targeting us for extermination, genocide, and everything else that you got against black people in America, melanated people. So I said all that to say this. We have enough of a common enemy or in a system that targets us to be wrecked to move as a people because we all want a better lifestyle, not religion, not even so much a lot of the philosophy or the semantics of ideology, the little bric-a-brac of ideology. Let's roll a certain way because it will save our life and it will give us the ability to grow. Secondly, we have to, the reason, one of the things that keep us from evolving as a nation is we can't agree to disagree. There again, we're not a monolithic people. Every people need to have a representative, and we have to be real enough to sit at the table. And some people say, no, I don't disagree. You're going to have the people say, hey, man, we should have no meat in our new nation. Meat killed the black people. Meat is bad. It clogs up your arteries. And you're going to have some people say, boy, I love my pork chop. Is this, it has to be, things have to be weighed in realistic portion and perspective, and, but everybody has to have a right. And at the end of the day, we still, it has to be weighed against, does it really stop uh, is it really affecting us from working together to the degree? Um, how am I trying to say this? Is that particular issue so major that we can't work together to stop other issues like the unnecessary killing of us, like the miseducation of black people, like the food deserts in our community, like the uh, preschool to prison pipeline? See, I don't see pork being such an issue that it would stop me from working on any working with any group that are trying to stop those things. What do you think about that, brother? Brother Drew? Uh, yeah, you, you could, yeah, I mean, I, I can agree with that. Yeah, you know, we have to find out what issues are more important to us to uh, be liberated than what issues are, are just uh, religious uh, opinionated. So uh, you're right about that. But I, I just wanted to add that something else in the, you know, when we were talking about what would be the power of not voting, I mean, in a revolutionary act, if we could teach this to the people. See, what 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 they what they get from us not voting is they get that they're they losing the people. So if we, if we could show people how your vote, if, you know, I think uh, P. Diddy had said it earlier. He was telling everybody to hold their vote. And uh, and then knowing that if it, they can't they they, they can't uh, grasp what mind control they have on you again if you don't vote, so now mm-hmm. they they're losing the people, and they need the people. So one side of the black vote is already supposed to be democratic, so now that would disrupt that would that would uh, disrupt the system if we withheld our votes. It'd be the system would say, hey, we ain't getting the black votes no more. This not fair. The Republican Democrat. It's not fair anymore. So it it, it was it, it it will cause uh, the political system to get out of whack. One thing they wouldn't be able to tell what's in our minds: do they have control of us? The next thing that the people that they need to vote to make it a a, a fairly fair uh, a race will be black folks. And if they're not voting anymore, they'll throw that out in turmoil. But another thing I wanted just to add. You know, the electoral votes we know supposedly uh, elected president. So he, four years ago, the electoral votes elected uh, 
Trump. Now, the question should be why did he elect Trump this time? Because Trump did his job already. His job was to uh, get racism at the tip to fight. Now, so now we got to look at, okay, what's fighting jobs? To, when they start fighting, take those guns. So we got to see as a as a revolutionary, we have to mm-hmm. like, we have to ask the question when, and why, who, and why, why all this happening, and we'll come up with the answers. So we we should expect to fight sometime soon. And you oh, we're gonna have to fight. Yes, yeah, we're gonna have to fight. Re- yeah, yeah, revolutionary. Wait, hey, listen, it's like you said, it's not gonna be avoided. I I I would agree on some. I would just. Disagree a little bit on. I don't believe that I not participating in the vote process would knock the political process out of whack. I don't think we yield that much power. We don't have that much power economically, socially, or culturally. We don't have that much influence. Um, I think they would. I think they've already created the new black people, and that's the Hispanics. You know, right, right. that's especially that's with Biden. Right. Them, they open up the, the open up. That's what you know, a big cater to see. That's why they didn't address us with no issues because they already saw we was in turmoil about the vote, this and that. We don't matter, right? We don't matter. So they're going to cater to the Hispanics. They're going to talk about immigration. They're going to talk about legalization. They're going to talk about all those things because they're vocal and they're visible. See, when we don't vote or when we're not vocal and visible, what, how are they going to say, well, they don't address the black voters. Address what? You're not being vocal. or So what am I addressing? So the only thing they can tell you, the only thing they know for sure is Trump. They always, they read your posts. They do, uh, what do they call it, algorithms. They go and see what's cracking in the black community. And everybody's talking, Trump, 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 Trump. We haven't showed them economic power political awareness enough to be making certain political moves, this and that. They know Trump, 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 Trump. So they're going to sell us on that. Now, the Latino people, every opportunity they get, they're raising up the issue of immigration, legalization, border, uh, the border, and, and, and things of that nature. So the people that want to get in and want their vote, they're going to cater to that. And that's all I'm saying. It, it's not a matter of we have to, I ain't say we have to do. What I pray that we do is stop thinking because we do something with somebody, we're expecting them to free us. Voting doesn't mean right. we're expecting them to free us. They've never freed us. But I don't think right. we ever have the time of saying who we're not going to deal with or what. And I agree, but like you said, if, if, I think what we do disagree on is just the role that black people play in the whole uh, voting process. I don't give us that much power. You know, I don't think I know. I know what would happen if they took our vote. I know what would happen if they stopped recognizing us. That I know historically we've seen, we've seen that historically, you know, I've never seen a people that practice their own uh, self-alienization and demise. Our ancestors fought not for no inclusion. Or they fought for inclusion. Is that what everybody thinks? I don't think my ancestors fought for inclusion. I think my ancestors fought for recognition. And that's a big difference. You know what I'm saying? My ancestors fought for the recognition to live. 
to be counted. My right. my ancestors got tired of cutting each other out of trees, putting us in the back of wagons while the sheriff rode on by. My ancestors fought for some type of recognition that this has to be answered for. Was it the answers we wanted? No, but it was an answer. My ancestors fought for the right to education. We got tired of crackers telling us this and that, taking our land, sign here, Bob, taking our land and screwing us. So they fought for to get integrated into something, not to be like white children, to be included with white children. No, they knew where the best books were, where the better education was. We wasn't getting those materials. See, we romanticized segregation, and that's not the answer. We're talking separation, where we control our resources. So with that understanding, our ancestors fought to get out of these poor, inhumane living conditions, and that's what recognition brings. And that's it. They weren't trying to get in there to get the vote and to be a part of America. They were trying to be recognized. And all the while being recognized, they're shaping our destiny as they go. Like I said, this stuff only happened 60, 70, 80 years ago. Somebody, you know, we're talking about King now. We ain't talking four, five hundred years ago, y'all. We're talking 60, 70, 80. We're still shaping. And molding our right. destiny as a people, we're entitled to these conversations, to vote or not to vote. How does it affect? We're only 60, 70, 80 years in the game like that on this whole thing, right, of political project. Before then, it was revolt or be a slave. Shit, voting wasn't, we weren't talking about voting. It was like roll with Nat Turner or keep picking this cotton, nigga. So now they've done their fight. They got us. To this point, every generation had the point to get it to. They got us to this point, and we're telling, and what we're telling our next generation is, we don't know what to give you, but don't participate in this. We do do it on everything our ancestors gave us. I clearly can't tell my, what I'm going to tell my son? Don't vote, really. I got a 12-year-old. What I'm going to tell him? Don't vote. Really? Really? Damn, I got to give him something to go along with that, man. That's like chicken with no sides. You know what I'm saying? I'm just give him a chicken leg, man. Don't vote. I'm not telling them. I, I mean, I got to give him something to go with that because everything else I've told him has led up to, I, I teach him honor for who we are. I participate, even though we may, our daddy may not particularly agree with this. This man did this and that, and this is how he believed we would achieve freedom, his courage, and his tenacity is to be honored and respected. Hey, and if you say a little prayer at night, maybe you might want to ask God, give me a little sprinkle of Dr. King's tongue. I asked for something, man. Give me a little sprinkle of Dr. King's courage and his tongue. He didn't have to speak for these Negroes. I don't want his message, but I like some of his character. Hey. So, like I said, since we're only 60, 70 years in the game, and we're still forging our destiny and determination, Right now, it, I haven't seen where we've come far enough to say we cannot use any vehicle, that we can truly say we haven't had the privilege to vote long enough to see if it's worked or not realistically. But I don't even get in that argument. But it hasn't. we haven't had it as an instrument long enough to see how we can use it as an effective tool. We think because, you know, now, this I will agree with the brother on, that white Jesus mentality, like, they're supposed to save us. Nothing works when you're dealing with them. 
Your liberation and freedom and independence is not a factor in the American equation. We are interwoven as a cog in the machine. You are a consumer. It's slavery all over again. Where do you think these countries, look at these countries, look at these countries, they be driving the same little car. Same little car, but they dump all their products in your country. TVs, different TVs, cell phones, radios, cars, bags, shoes. You're bred to be your gobble gobble, your Pac-Man. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Eat, eat, eat. Consume, consume, consume. Capitalism, capitalism, capitalism. Order of the day, order of the day. You're Pac-Man. You being a politically aware is not advantageous for them. Then you might actually have the idea of changing your position, Negro. That's how they feel. You might actually wake up and find out we got you in a monkey trap. So they bombard us with glitter and trinkets. They tell you don't worry about political affairs. It don't work for you anyway. That's the message to them. Don't get involved in that. We don't even know internationally how we looked at. So then we begin to think that our politics are bigger than they are. And I don't believe they are. I knew Trump wasn't going to win because I look bigger than just Negro politics. White people have a vested interest. Like you said, Trump, for all the bad they want to say about him, he has some fascist tendencies and some of them that would have been advantageous for black people. Employment, keeping some of them. I'm sorry, I'm a nationalist, so here you go. Yeah, keeping some of them out is very advantageous for us. Some of the shit Trump was saying could have been quite possibly very advantageous for us in the long run. Two things I saw dangerous about that. One, I didn't see us looking to use that as a real strategy. And two, the climate of hate that followed that was not worth it. The climate of hate that followed that was not worth anything that we thought that he was offering to us. Because white supremacists are cowards. And it would not have been uh, brothers and sisters who are taking taking oaths to defend us as a people. It would have been soft targets, the mothers, the babies, the churches, the schools. So no, having holding the highest office in the land and being a promoter and an encourager of that type of uh, uh, climate and sentiment in some of the most sick, sickest, depraved. People on the planet Earth, them white supremacists, them crackers, them devils who subscribe and adhere to that type of understanding. Nah, he's too dangerous. You know, um, yeah, but I, I said I'm all that. Too, yeah, but I said that to say, though, but now that it's over, we got four years to come up with a comprehensive, practical strategy and plan and programs to begin to politically educate our brothers and sisters, and to gear us towards self-determinist positions, independent positions, positions of independence, rather. <clears throat> and that's what the goal. And that's what the goal should be. I mean, we can get into, you know, and I, I hope my brother calls back because we could get into philosophical debates about it, to vote or not to vote, this and that. Until a real study is done, though, where we see the effects of both of them to do or not to do. That's all they're going to turn into. It's just those debates. And just in my conclusion, from the little bit that I do have, I don't see not voting. And 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 I put it out there. I don't even know if I should put it. I didn't vote. <laughs> I don't believe in it. 
I don't believe in it. I but now that it's over, I can say that next year I may. I don't know. I reserve that right. I'm a revolution. I deserve reserve that right. You know, um, I'm glad it turned out how it turned out for most people involved. I didn't want to do it because there's certain beliefs I hold. But here's my thing. Since I didn't have a counter to that, I didn't use that as, and I didn't promote that as mass political action. Because I believe promoting that as a mass political action would have been worse than just keeping it to myself. And because it would have created mass stagnation. I don't know about mass. I don't know if I'm that influential. But it would have caused some stagnation in some people. If I had got and promoted that stance, da-da, 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 and with nothing to offer as a counter, people would have not participated in any way, form, or fashion. And I'm a revolutionary. And revolutionaries are, uh, the revolution is about democracy. The revolution about democracy, true democracy, people being represented, people having government to, you know, being, having representatives in their government, freedom. The government really looks out for them, that type of thing. We, we have a whole class on that. But pushing it and promoting it as a mass action, and then not really being a, you know, formally a part of strategy, I thought would have been irresponsible on my part. Very irresponsible. So, you know, I held to the old saying, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. Let's go to our phone lines. Black Power 7. Black Power, how are you, Keith? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How about you? It's a good Uh-oh. conversation. I was wondering when that when that button was gonna go up. Uh, it's good conversation. It really is. I see the points. I feel it. I remember last week when Chief was talking about um, being a minority voting in a majority vote. You know, and, and mm-hmm. just understanding just mathematically some of the challenges in that. So you know, we've already had these conversations. But, you know, I just want to say we got to stop dividing each other, for real. Mm-hmm. You know, we as black people, we find a million different ways and reasons to, defy, to divide ourselves. Uh, I don't like your Jesus or I don't like your understanding of Jesus. I don't like your Muhammad. I don't like this. I mean, we go through the yeah. list. You know, you short, you dark skin, you're too rich, you're too poor. You know, we find a million ways to define ourselves. So our vote is already fairly small because we are a minority. And then you right. turn around and you want to add a thousand different divisions and then get to the point, well, look, just throw your hands up and don't do it at all. And so it's like, mm. really now, we're not doing anything. We're not going to do anything. And so this is the part of the problem. You know, we have to stop looking at each other, finding ways to divide them. Um, you know, I was a, uh, I work in a prison. I'm a counselor, mm-hmm. and they were talking about the gang. And so this gang don't like that gang. That gang don't like this one. Yeah. But they said when it comes to the Mexican gangs, they all rally together, no matter what, no matter what sect you came in, no matter if you 100% Mexican or you just a quarter Mexican. Da, 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 da. If you're a Mexican and you're in jail, you with them, they all line up together, period, because they're, they're a minority and they don't have the privilege of dividing themselves up a thousand different times. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But see, mm. we've got you better say that. Now, we think that we have some numbers and we think we can mm-hmm. do things and we just find ways to constantly – 
divide ourselves. We got to get past yeah. division. And this is one of the reasons why I am a black nationalist. I'm very religious, very spiritual. I, you call me educated if you wanted to. There are a lot of things you could call me, but at the end of the day, I could tell you I'm black. And so we have yeah. to start standing on principles that can't be interpreted, that can't be, oh, you're more this and less of that. And but no, no, I'm telling you, at the end of the day, you're black. And if at the end of the day you're black, you need to worry about this black issue, whether it's at mm-hmm. your door or your neighbor's door or whatever. If it's a black issue, you need to be concerned about it. So as long as we keep creating ways to separate ourselves, like I don't like Boom Chica, she don't like me, but as long as we keep finding ways to divide ourselves, there will always mm. be ways to divide ourselves. We have mm. to start finding reasons to include ourselves, reasons to be on the same page, reasons to rally on the same point, and the bottom line number on that is I'm black, and that's all that's that listen. I need. The- does it does it does it take more? Let let me send this question out there too. If you're watching, if you're checking me out on the live, you can uh, hit us at three two three eight seven zero four one nine one. Again, man, that's three two three eight seven zero four one nine one. Try something new, you know. So get in because you're missing out on this aspect of it. Um, yeah, that's right and exact. You know, you you, exactly. you said the whole thing that I'm saying, so, huh? I said exactly, and not yeah. That black means I've given you an opportunity to express yourself, and you chose not to. So if I'm going through and I'm like, hey, this is what we're doing, and you never stand to oppose it, I don't care if everybody voted and wrote your own name in for presidency. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I'm not an advocate for. I'm not an advocate because I don't know enough. As much as I like to think I know, I really don't know enough about the political process, and I'm not by myself. So when the brother was talking about we don't know, there there is a population of us that are not as politically savvy as we should be, locally or nationally, and that's a reality. That's why I tune in. It's why I listen. It's why I'm trying to educate myself. And so I know I'm not the only one. So I'm not as educated in it. But I don't care if you write your own name down. If you're part of the process, be part of the process. Whatever your little That's my is, point. You know, piece of it, you know. That that's my point. Two things two points I want to make that you touched on. One, I agree with you. You know, we get into semantics of and all of that to me is escapism. It's all that, oh, I'm this and I'm that, and you're Jesus and my Jesus and my Muhammad, you're Muhammad, oh, and I'm whatever. All that's escaping to escape the reality of what you're facing as a Negro. They call you a nigger. You black. And the common denominator, the common factor, the unifying force, the glue is the treatment of your melanated ass. Yeah. That's it. Real simple. That's it. Real that simple. alone is yep. enough for us to galvanize and to move. I mean, the treatment of you as, as a specific, see, even if you don't see yourself as a people, your treatment indicates you are seen as a type, a people. They treat yep. you differently from the, the way they treat other human beings. Therefore, you're seen as a group, even though you say, I'm this and I'm that. They see you as that nigga. Since you won't defy yes. yourself, we, we, we'll give you a definition. Nigger. Yes. You're a nigger. Yep. You know, and I'm a treat you that's like one. You know, right. So it treats you like such. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I was out and, Saturday, mm-hmm. and I had my big son with me. And my big son is a baby, y'all. He's only 15. But he's all of, you know, maybe 5'10", about 300 yeah. pounds. So he's a big boy. And mm-hmm. I kind of lost sight of him. But then I saw one of the owners of the shop kind of looking around and peeking. And I'm like, uh, let me guess. And so I look around the corner and see what he's looking at. He's looking at my big child, you know. Yeah. When I want things to change, when I want him to not be able to do that or not feel comfortable enough to be so obvious in it, then I have to start to vote. I have to make some noise. I have to say, hey, hey, this is a child. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. But if I never mm-hmm. say anything, if I never vote, if I never express myself, then they will begin to think that that's okay behavior. They begin to think I expect it. They begin to think mm-hmm. that they're justified in it. And so in, until we start to make some different changes, choices, and look, you're going to keep following me around, I'm out. I'm going to have to spend my money here. You know, and so I, you have to make the noise, though. You have to let them Absolutely. know this is not acceptable. Squeaky wheel gets the oil. I, You know what? I want to touch on that, too. It's like you... This is where I kind of disagreed, you know, with the brother a little bit, and I don't know. I, I do. I hear what you're saying when you say, yeah, I'm not as politically aware as I should be. I'm not, and a lot of us aren't, but I think we have to be very careful about that. Yeah, we may not know everything about the candidate. We may not have done the in-depth research, like, you know, did you know Kamala Harris had so-and-so many people locked up when her did? No, no. You know, no, we, we, we don't get that in-depth. But I would say that those people who do participate are smart enough to know that some kind of way, these people doing all this talking on my TV, even if it's caveman smart, these people on me TV talking affect me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they know that they are involved in that. These people are addressing them some kind of way. And if not, these people are smart enough, like Ernesto Che Guevara said, he said, wherever there's a democracy or the illusion, the semblance of a democracy, or direct revolutionary action, armed revolutionary action isn't, and I'm paraphrasing, isn't the move, basically, because the people are under the illusion that they have elected their leadership. So at the very least, America is giving these black people a way to, be, to vocalize and to express their discontent, dissatisfaction with this country. That's all we're saying. I'm saying, like we're saying, you can't, I talk about that struggling middle class. You can't have a people who are well aware of how influential the government is in their life, whether it be through their taxes, their land taxes going up, school taxes, whatever, are well aware of the government and tell them not to participate. They are not the same. And this is no disrespect. I'm not, I don't, get into that classism shit, but we have to be real when equating factors into our revolutionary struggle. Some of the 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 Lumpkin, what they would call the lower class, the below the working class, are very vocal in the direction of our revolutionary movement and they don't have as much attachment to which is sometimes good, materialism, or uh the state doesn't have as much direct effect on them as other people. That's good in a sense because some of their solutions are very radical and revolutionary. The bad part is about it is it alienates and isolates a very 
serious prominent factor of the black community. You know, so until you address that, you can't to to ask these people not to participate in their own life, not to participate in their saying, hey, we don't like Trump, but you're telling me not to vote, don't it don't matter anyway, but I don't like this man, but sit on my couch and don't say nothing. I don't like him. But your vote don't work. So what? I don't like him. This is the way I say I don't like him. You know, who what do you tell what are they supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? Whether it works or you you feel me, seven? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have to get past, you know, even this that idea of emotions of I don't like this that you have to do it because you have a responsibility to do it. And guess what? If they wanted to start a draft tomorrow so that you could get to your responsibility, they wouldn't hesitate then. They wouldn't ask if you voted then. See, when they do your taxes, they don't ask if you if you participated in the system. They just jump mm-hmm. your taxes. You know, when they're applying all of these rules and regulations to you, they didn't ask if you voted. They didn't ask if you participated. The fact that you are living and breathing in these United States, they're taxing you regardless. So you might as well at least let them know, I do or I don't agree with this. And the way we do that in America right now is by voting. That's the way it gets solidified. That's the way it gets part of the huge documentation that is America. So unless you're voting, you're not doing anything, but yet they can do everything to you. And that doesn't work. We can't be passive with a people who have always been very aggressive with us. They don't have no problem letting us know how they feel about it, when they feel it. I I live in Trump town, okay? I think you hit it on the head with me. I think you hit it on the head with me. All of this talking I've been doing, and you summed it up, excuse me, right there in that statement. We can't be passive where the people have been aggressive to us. Not doing anything, I think that's what it is, man. Not doing anything is too passive for me. I think that is exactly what it is. Is not Even if I didn't physically get out there and do my, to say not to do something and not have an alternative is just too passive. It's way too passive. Ooh. Yep. Yep. That's it. Yep. And it's yeah. not about one or the other. It's not about voting for one or the other because mm-hmm. they're all crooked. They're the same wing. Okay. You know, different wing on the same bird, you know. They're right. All crooked. But it is about making sure your voice is heard and, and that, mm-hmm. like I said, vote for yourself. Vote for right. yourself. Vote for your local person, whoever it is. But don't let that time go by and you have nothing to say because they start to think you have nothing to say. Yep. 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 Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Don't hesitate to, to really have your voice heard. You know, this is not, you can go out and protest, those protests come and go. Somebody might get a video clip of it, maybe. Um, I have not seen or heard many laws change over protests over the last, I would say, 40 to 50 years. You know, the way we change laws is we get the people in place that that are with the, the ideas that we're for. So I can't even say black folks in office because a lot of people may be black, painted black. You know, they're not mm-hmm. voting black. They don't have the black power. And so, you know, that is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about getting your ideas in place. 
and and by who, by any means necessary. Who's voting on your means? Who's really trying to see okay. what you want? You know, but we don't know that if we don't play the game. And it's a game. It's a game. But you still got to play it because they're playing it. Okay. Exactly. And that's the bottom line. You know, I, I it, that's my whole thing, uh, Seven. I don't know how many ways we can say, look, you're in it. You know, nobody's yep. saying find a solution on anything like that. We're saying that you're in it, you know, and I don't know how many ways that we can express it like now it where we're at, huh? I said, like it or not, we're we're in it. Like, we're in it together. We don't even have to like each other. We don't even have to agree yep. with each other's views. We're yep. in this together. So now, yep. what, you know, what can we get together on? What can we agree on? Okay, okay, and that's the that's the point. That's where we're at in the game now. I think that we went through the debate, we went through the back and forth, the do's and don'ts, what it what it brings and what it doesn't. Uh, and now, listen, it's happened. We have a new president. You know, now what are we going to do? What what's what's the plans that we laying for? What's the goals and objectives? Those of us that really hold to and adhere to a revolutionary formation, black nationalist revolution formation, are we going to come up with the strategies and the programs? that gear us towards these things. You know, that's that's the bot that's the bottom line of that. And you know my political said, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you want me to wait? No, 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 please. Um you said uh you know I hope in the next four years we get something together and I'm like we need something Monday. You know what I'm saying? We we need to start making these plans so that in four years it's already in place, not introducing mm-hmm. it, you know. We mm-hmm. have to really begin to say, okay, look, and, and, you know, this is the revolutionary part. Stop waiting on them. You know, we, we can monitor ourselves. See, we be- really belong to two nations. We are African Americans. Okay, there are two nations. This is where me and all my Pan-Africans, I know, uh, I know I can hear it. You know, we belong mm-hmm. to two nations. We belong to a nation of, of Pan-Africans. And then we belong to a nation of where we exist currently, and and that is America. Okay, so while we're in America, physically, we have to be doing certain physical things here. We got to pay bills, we got to pay taxes, we got to vote, we got to educate our children, blah, blah, blah. That's what we have to do here. But as a Pan-African, we also have to be making some global plans on how yeah. we're going to not just get out of this situation of the of the rat race of, of this, but also how do we begin to plan to own land? How do we begin to um, travel? How do we begin to do those things that are higher in nature and they can really help to promote us and help to better us overall globally? So we have to exist in both places. So it's like we're doing two things. One, we got to do this every day political, you got to know your neighborhood. You need to know your neighbors, what's going on. You need to know what's going on in that school you keep sending your child to. You know, we need to exist here, but we also have to be striving to have this other thing going on until we can support ourselves and build infrastructure that's going to benefit us as a people. I think that's the biggest, but you know, I think that's our biggest challenge. What you just said, define, we haven't accepted really uh, 
are this chapter of the African saga, the, the, the American chapter, us being indigenous. Um, you know, our history not starting here. Some of us were brought, some of us were free Africans that were enslaved. Some of us were indigenous to this land. Nonetheless, the whole cumulation of that coming into this, this melanated person, this African-American, this black, whatever we finally decide to, to settle upon, Really coming to the grips with that. We still argue with the old slave. We still argue about the mafia, if the slave trades existed, if we came from Africa, if we were uh, uh, indigenous here first and before that. Just more reasons, to me, in my opinion, to divert us and distract us from the real issue of our treatment and the destiny that we're going to mold out of our current situation. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's like you know it's it's hard to explain because we get caught up in that. Some of us just don't agree with the inception or the foundation of our existence here. Absolutely. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. You know, so they go to right. Why would you want to think about this? exactly? Dude, I mean, let, let's be honest. It's a it's a, mm-hmm. it's a hard reality. Who wants to, you know, who exactly. fight every aspect of ourselves? But while we fighting ourselves, they're getting away with bloody murder. So it's like I'm I'm like, look, let's get past our own thoughts, feelings about this, how it started, mm-hmm. why who we're a product of. Let's get past all of that and get to the part where we start to make some real strides. And, and, you know, I don't want to minimize the work our ancestors did, but I know we got more work to do. They didn't do everything for us. They Super did more work. At that time. Yeah. Super yeah. So more work. Right. So we can't sit here and say, oh, this works, that doesn't work. But we're still in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. So if we're still in the middle I, you know, of the work, how can we judge truly where it is? Because we're absolutely. still in the middle of it. That will be for our children to judge. Well, you know my take. Like I said, I am a. I know one of the things we can agree on and all unite on is the mistreatment of black people here in America. I think we all can agree on that. And I think that, and this is why I say participating to a degree in certain political processes to bring awareness to issues happen because we can all agree on our mistreatment. So we say, what's the problem? The problem is, you know, just throw one out. Police killing us. So how do we begin to go act as because let's keep it real. Ain't nobody talking about going out here and doing under police officers. I'm not advocating that. I don't think anybody is advocating that. So you find out these companies that support the FOP. You know, we wanted to do all this research on Pamela Harris and Biden. Did you know they did this and that and that, that. Find out what companies support the FOP and educate the masses. Like, yo, you know, listen, I got so serious one time down in Atlanta. I had the Panthers trying to, we were trying to boycott Quick Trip. It was tough because they gave free coffee to the police. We was like, man, boycott, they giving the pigs free coffee. We was on it like that. So find out what companies sponsor uh, particular candidates that are tough on law, that encourage this type of behavior. See, we we may not have production power, but we have spending power. We don't know how all of that is correlated. 
See, you can't not participate. You can't say, okay, I withdraw from this process altogether, but go pump your gas here, eat Shoney's, stay at this hotel, pay tax. But I don't, but I, I'm, I'm not going to take my, I'm going to buy all of their products. I'm going to take all that trash, all that junk, everything they dump on me, and I'm not even going to say nothing about it because it don't change anything. You know, so when we move like that, we're saying, you know, I want to I enter this, I want to enter that. We have to move collectively, and we have to put people in place to move like that. And if we don't have people in place to move like that, we have to throw That's why, I, I there again, I reiterate when we talk about politics, they have these people called lobbyists. And these lobbyists go give these senators and things of that nature, you know, kickbacks or whatever they do to, uh, you know, kind of get them to, if a bill is in their favor, if a bill says, you know, you can dump a thousand pounds of toxic in the ocean and one bill that says you can dump, you know, 3,000, you know, these lobbyists slide up and say, oh, that bill with 3,000 sure looking good. They represent various corporate interests. You know, I represent so-and-so interest. We don't have anybody representing our interests, and we spend trillions of dollars. Nobody is saying, hey, man, I'm scared that these black people are going to cut their trillion dollars from me, so this company is going, putting pressure on this senator to open playground to do whatever, because these black people are going to stop spending with me because I support you. Yep. You know, Yep. that's my whole point. We, yeah, yeah. You know, we have the we have the you know the ostrich in the the ostrich syndrome. Stick my head in the sand and maybe it doesn't exist. You know, stick my head in the sand and maybe it doesn't exist. I mean, it's just something as simple as getting involved. If you're in your police, I did this one time. You know, I when I saw the police sitting in the hood, I went to the police car. You know, this is no joke. And I go to the police car and I just say, "Everything okay, officer?" And he's uh, like, "Yeah, I saw." He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, you know, because, you know, one time I did, I told him, because there's a, there's a man with a gun in a car sitting in my neighborhood. He said, where? I said, right here. What's your name? You know, I laughed it off. I said, what's your name? You know, but I would laugh it off, but I was serious, too. You're a strange right. dude in a car with a gun. Yeah. Now, if that was anybody else, I'd have law enforcement. So do we know the police officers in our neighborhood? Do we know their beats? Do you know your zone captains? Do you know you can't not be involved with the politics around you? And then we all about this police, this and that, and then every so on we see so-and-so for sheriff, so-and-so for police. Do we know his background? Do we know that because he's going to be sending people in your neighborhood? You know? So it's just a matter of getting involved. Nobody is saying, let me reiterate for the record, so they don't get on here and say, I listen to a two-hour show where he advocated yeah. to go reformist. Nobody, nobody is saying that we believe that political process is going to save us. What we're saying is that we can't, I don't feel, we have the luxury to say what instrument we're not going to use. Me personally, and I'm going to let Seven have a say in a minute, me personally, I don't feel like it has ever been about inclusion. It has been about acknowledgement. It has been about uh, recognition that I do exist. I'm not looking for you to save me, but you're not going to write me in the margins of history. I'm not looking for your vote to save me. I'm not looking for your system to save me. But what you're not going to do is after I have built the damn White House 
after I done made the first open heart surgery, gas mask, traffic lights, after I done almanac and all that, what you're not going to do is write me in the margins of damn history in this country and say I ain't got no damn say. And what I'm not going to do is disrespect the people who fought for not inclusion but for recognition to voluntarily give back that 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 recognition, that ability to be recognized, whether it works or not, man. At one point in time, you Negroes couldn't open your damn mouth. You couldn't open your mouth, let alone talking about you ain't going to vote. You didn't even nobody ask you, did you want to vote, nigga? Tell me what you ain't going to I'm going to go and close it out. That's me. That's your boy, Yang. Give us some words of some, some, some good and powerful. <laughs> in our last couple of minutes, close this thing on now. You waited so late to jump in. I was wondering what you was waiting on. Uh, well, I, I was trying not to jump in, but I, I, I heard all of the vision, the vision, the vision. We have to stop dividing ourselves. If, my, if I could have just two last two seconds in this, stop dividing ourselves. We only weaken ourselves when we do that, okay? We've got to get to the point where we can move past thoughts, feelings, emotions, how I grew up, how you grew up, my current neighborhood, your current neighborhood, we have to move past mm. that and get to the point where we are moving as a, in unison as a one. So stop with all the division. Stop with the, all the, the slick sly hate, uh, the slick sly, um, you know, shade and all this other stuff. You know, we be hating on people for no reason. You know, I'm hating mm. you because you got a gun or you're hating on me because I don't or you think I don't. You know, and so it's like we have to move past all the little things that we do to prove points, whether positive or negative, and get to the point where we realize that we really do need each other and that the only way yes. that we're going to move our minority vote in a majority system is systematically and strategically, okay? So we can't be all over the place with this. We're going to have to really work together and make one big sound if we're going to get heard at all. So, you know, I think uh, coming together on some more basic ideas is more of the answer than being against each other on all of the ideas. So I, le- I think we could, if we work together to find ways we can help each other, I think we could. I agree. I think that's what's going to go down to. I don't know if we ever come together collectively to move as a voter's block. I think we possess too many segments of society. But I do uh, believe that in the cell theory, every cell has to work its purpose. I don't know if all of us as black people are going to vote all the same way, but everybody in the political process should be acting uh, like a bad child with toilet paper trying to clog the whole commode up. You know what I'm saying? You get in the political process to bring out the contradictions and heighten the awareness, the uh, hypocrisy. Bring one and says, so you yeah. clogged up and put it, be up, be, you got to stuff it with toilet paper. So everybody, you know, those in that process, fight that process. The revolutionaries who don't believe in that process, if you're not actively engaged in revolutionary action, you should be aiding those people who are in that process. You should, like Seven said, you shouldn't be fighting against it. If you're not in a direct, you say, well, I don't believe in that. I'm a revolutionary. Okay, are you in a revolutionary action right now, brother? No, then drive somebody to the goddamn pole. Go protect right. the pole. You know, don't do that, brother. You know, we have to be actively involved 
even when that's what a democracy is, even when, okay, I'm a revolutionary, I don't agree in that way, but all my people say, well, this is what we're doing, this and that. I say, okay, well, let me jump on the bandwagon till that's over. I don't particularly agree, but this is what we're doing. I'm not going to be a stick in the mud because I'm not right now participating in a direct revolutionary action. So this is the movement of the masses. Let me see why I can assist in that movement. Not, not only am I not going to participate, I'm going to be an obstacle. Don't vote. Oh, you're Uncle Tom. You it is, it is. Okay, keep, your, keep it to yourself. Not only are you not going to participate, you're going to become an obstacle. And I think this is what, like, Seven is touching on. You know what I'm saying? Don't, yo, cell therapy. Everybody play their role. If your, if, if, if your function is out of season right now, you better find the function, find role with the people whose function is in season. You know what I'm saying? Still be active. And no time is a revolutionary given the option not to be daggone active. That's right. Because the you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the problems don't take vacations. Last I checked, they didn't. Uh, my, my problem okay. is pretty steady, okay? It rolls yes. around every month, okay? So so let's be as steady at least as the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Please believe. Yeah, we got crises on the horizon. We got people standing out in lines miles long for a meal food package. Not Thanksgiving, a meal, and so. Yeah. But yet we want to sit back and split hairs. We're not. We don't have that privilege right now. Yeah. So it's really like all hands on deck. Let's get this done as much as possible. Whatever vehicle is moving, you need to be moving in that vehicle, and we need yeah. to be moving as a collective. Okay. Because the separation that 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 never works in our favor, ever. Yeah. Yeah. Never that. Never that. Never works in our favor. Well, let's, man, our wonderful show. Thank you, National Director of Operations, for jumping in here, coming in and sharing those thoughts and insights. You can check. In fact, there it is. National Director of Operations will be on next Sunday with Big Mama's House. Yeah. Tune in for that. Yeah. Get something. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's absolutely. You can get that. You can check us out. People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination on our Facebook page. You know, um, I'm going I'm to leave you with, like, I always leave you, not just all powers to oppress people, African power to African people, and a black power, but this. If belong to something, something, we would love for you to check our family out here, the People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination. But if this isn't the fit for you, there are plenty of progressive revolutionary organizations as well as reformists, radical reformists. One thing I love about us as the black people, and you've heard me say it so many times in this program, we're not all monolithic. We're not a monolithic people, meaning you can find it all in us. Get out there, find that niche for you that contributes to the advancement, the uh, fight for self-determination of a mighty people. Join that, participate, give it all you got, and be good. All right, fam. Yo, thank you for letting me spend my Sunday with you guys. Seven, again, thank you for spending it with us. And we'll talk all y'all later. All powers to oppress people. African power to an African people and black power. Black power.
fight the world, I fight you, I fight myself, I fight God, tell me how many burdens left, I fight pain that hurts.